Hello, everybody, and thanks for joining me in this episode of Scary Campfire Stories. We'll be telling three scary stories, each of them getting scarier than the last. Before we begin, we'd like to thank Ultimate Camp Resources for these stories. The first story begins like this. It was a dark and stormy night. Steve had just come from in had just come in from having tied down anything he could possibly blown away in the wind outside. Cold seeping into his bones, he decided to go sit by the fireplace to warm up. He closed the door to the large living room of the large house he had just purchased. His wife and daughter were back at the old home, gathering up some of the last items to be moved to their new home. Steve decided to stay the night by himself to get a feel for the house. The house is probably too large for such a small family, but Steve couldn't pass up the goodbye he got on it. An old antique house, incredibly large in a quiet, secluded area. For 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 such a small price, Steve still couldn't believe how lucky he was. The televisions was one of the first was one of the first items his wife was bringing the next day, so he decided to read a book to pass the time. He sipped, sorry, he sipped on his hot co- on his hot coffee while being warmed by the f- crackling fireplace. Steve couldn't help but look to look forward to many more nights like this, all snug in front of the grand fireplace on the cold winter nights that would eventually come. He had just started to get into his book when he heard tapping when he heard a tapping sound from the upper floor. Steve brushed it off quickly. Old houses like this always made sounds sounds like this in the movies, even though I'm sure it's had enough time to settle. He had to chuckle over his corny joke. He went back to his book, but the sound started again. It seemed to be moving across the room upstairs. Perhaps mice, Steve thought. Thought Steve. I should really look into that tomorrow morning. The wife would not be pleased to find mice in their new home. Tomorrow, though, no use. Tomorrow, though, no use chasing mice in the dark. Then Steve heard what sounded like a door opening upstairs. The big room was starting to feel a bit less cozy. He tried to pass it off as his imagination running wild and tried to immerse himself in his book. It did no good because this time the sounds didn't go away. The tapping footsteps started to, started to sound like they were coming down the stairs, down the stairs that led to the living room door. Thump, 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 louder and louder as they went down. Steve had put the book down now and was staring at the door with great intensity. What if it's a robber, he thought. Or worse, no, he mustn't let his imagination go wild. He started at the great door. He stared at the great door and heard the footsteps keep thumping, finally coming off the stairs and toward the door. Thump, thump, thump. He started at the door, his fear increasing. Thump, thump, thump. The The fireplace suddenly went out. The door handle started to turn. Steve was too frightened to get up to stop it. Stuck in his place by fear, slowly it creaked open until it was finally completely open to Steve. A great blinding light filled the room from from the door. A blood-curdling scream arose from Steve. Linda pulled into the driveway in her truck. She was sure she finally had gotten her every last thing and was ready to move into the new house. Her daughter bounced out of the car and ran towards the house. Linda thought, not for the first time, that the house was much too big for the three of them, but Steve was too much in love with her with it to for her to change his mind steve she had to tol- steve she had to t- she steve she had told him not to spend the night in the house alone but he had insisted she smiled to herself the big goof was probably going to tell her daughter all kinds of ghost stories made up last night and she'll tr- and, sh- and she'll end up trying to sm- soothe her back to bed tonight her daughter bounded into the house she she followed closely behind she called for Steve, no answer, probably still asleep in that huge living room, or can't hear us through the door. He loved the room he loved he loved the room most about his house. 
She told her daughter to check the living room for her father. Her, fa- her daughter went off to do that. Linda started un- unpacking some of the food they had brought in the kitchen. When she heard a scream for her da- from her daughter, she ran to the living room to see what was the matter. She had looked in and screamed herself. Steve was sitting in his chair, book on the floor. His hair, his hair had turned stark white. His clothes were ripped and it looked like he had tried to claw his eyes out with all the claw marks on his face. He was dead. With a look of stark terror etched forever on his face, Linda retched and cried. What? What could possibly have done this to her husband? What? Then, through her sobs and her daughter screaming, she thought she heard a thumping sound upstairs. Pretty scary, huh? Now for the next story, even scarier than the last. When I was 18, I started babysitting my aunt's youngest three kids. I always got a very uneasy feeling when I went into her house. The only reason I agreed to stay in the house was because I just got out of high school and I needed the money. You need to know that her house is a bi-level. When entering the house, you have to go either upstairs to the right or downstairs to the left. Almost right away, weird things started to happen. At first, it was small things like thumping on the walls, things going missing, and so on. But then things started getting more and more scary. One morning, I was in the kitchen fixing their breakfast while the three kids, ages 5 to 9, were in the living room watching TV. From where I was standing, I could see all three of them sitting on the couch. The middle girl, the middle girl got up to go to the bathroom. Halfway down the hall, she turned around and ran back to me and started crying. When I asked what was wrong, she said she saw a man walk from, from her room to her brother's room. My first thought was, oh my gosh, someone is in the house. I made the three kids go outside while I grabbed a baseball bat and searched both rooms. No one was there. I asked her to tell me what he looked like. She described in detail the clothes he was wearing. I, I have to tell you, she's not the kind of kid that just makes up things. And just by seeing how scared she was, I knew she was telling the truth. There are so many things that happened. There are so many things that happened that I that it would take me forever to describe them to you. Several weeks several weeks later, all four of us were eating breakfast in the living room, and we heard someone. It sounded like a girl or a young boy say, "Help!" And then the sound of someone falling down the stairs. Now, while everything that happened upstairs was scary, none of it felt like it would be harmful. I cannot say I cannot say the thing I cannot say the same thing about the downstairs. I would not even let the kids don't go down there by themselves. I call the area the center point of evil. One day, one day in the sp- in the spring, we had horrible thunderstorms. The school the schools had to let the kids out early because of the weather. Around four o'clock, a tornado watch was issued. As much as I hated the downstairs, we all went down there for our safety. All four of us were huddled in a pile in the far corner of the room. From where we were, we could see down the small hallway into the laundry room. All of a sudden, a black figure in the form of a person started to come out from the laundry room, pause, and then started going down the hallway. I did the only thing I could think of and asked my great-grandfather for help. He is always the spirit I turn for for strength. I said, Grandpa, I'm so scared. As soon as I said this, the thing disappeared. I have no idea if this is a coincidence or if my grandpa had something to do with it. Shortly after this happened, I quit. I could not take it anymore. My aunt still lives in the house, and I refused to go farther than her front yard. Even though that was... That one was shorter. It was still pretty good, right? Ladies and gentlemen, here's the last story of the episode of Scary Campfire Stories. Beware, children. The story could give you nightmares. Marsha Bennett told me this story herself. She had been north to visit friends in the state of Washington. Now she's driving back to her home in California. The last lap of of the day's journey was over. The Cascade Range... The stretch from Washington to California. It was late in the evening and snow had started to fall before she finally reached the little Oregon town where she planned to spend the night. 
Tired and ready for a hot meal and a good night's sleep, she stopped at the first place she came upon. It was an old hotel on the main street. The lobby had a musty door. The, the seti clerk behind the desk signed her in. Her room was on the third floor, room 310. She helped an elderly bellhop with her luggage. As soon as the door to the room was opened, a blast of... Sorry, sorry. Yeah. As soon as the door to the room was opened, a blast of hot air struck Marsha full in the face. Along with the hot air came something else, something she could not define, but that filled her with dread. It was heavy and depressing, she, ex she exclaimed. She explained, with the strong scent of evil. She felt as if she was about to faint. All she said was, it's awfully hot. The bellhop tinkered with the radiator knobs. Then he opened the window and left. The room began to cool off, but the feeling of despair and dread grew even stronger. It centered on the open square of the black window space. The terror, the terror seemed to speak in her mind. Go to the window, it said. Throw yourself out, out, out. Terrified, Marsha flung herself on the bed, farthest from the window. I kept saying no, no, no to that voice, she told me. But the voice kept insisting. You can't fight it, you puny thing. Sooner or later, you'll jump. I'll make you jump, jump, jump. At last, Marsha could stand it no longer. She jumped, calling herself a coward. Coward or not, she explained. I was sure that if I stayed that night, I'd be dead by morning. Marsha was prepared to sacrifice the money she'd already paid just to leave, but when she went downstairs her, with her baggage to check out, the clerk never asked what was wrong or if she wanted to try another room. He returned the cash. He returned the full cash amount to her. Marsha drove down the street to a modern hotel. As she entered the lobby, she felt the dark depression slip from her shoulders. She became almost giddy with relief. She had planned to be on her way the, the next early morning. Instead, she, she decided to stay over a day and look into the history of the old hotel to see if she could discover the reason for her terrifying experience there. She visited the local library to make a few inquiries. An, elder, an elderly librarian sat behind the desk. I'm just wondering, Marcia said tentatively, did anything shocking ever happen in the old hotel? The, the librarian looked over at her strangely. How'd you, come upon, how'd you come upon that bit of history, she asked. It took the hotel a long time to squash the story. The, the librarian went on to tell what happened. One evening back in 1948, a couple checked into the hotel as Mr. and Mrs. Oscar Smith. The next morning, hotel employees found the young woman's body lying on the sidewalk outside the hotel beneath the room 310. The man who had registered as her husband had disappeared. At first they assumed suicide, the librarian concluded, but then they pried open her fist and found that she was clutching a handful of dark curly hair, not her own. So they made a search for the murderer, but he was never found. By the way, the librarian suddenly added, isn't that, isn't that a coincidence? It all happened on November 5th, 40 years ago yesterday. So that was the end of my podcast, and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, see you guys.